Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. I'm Brad Gray, one of your hosts this morning, and I'm joined by... Mark Holcraft. You may recognize him. He's the Executive Director of Real Presence Radio, and we're excited to be together this morning, Mark, right? Thank you, Brad. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to convince me. <laughs> it's great being with you, Brad. Thanks. No, it is. It's totally a blessing, and I'm especially grateful. I just came off a, an awesome, awesome, awesome Made for Greatness men's retreat this weekend. It was super powerful, and it just reminds us, it reminds me of the closeness of the Lord God. So let's begin our show this morning by placing ourselves in His presence. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, you are all glorious. You are beauty itself. You are truth. You are goodness. You are existence. We breathe now because you've loved us into being. We continue to stand in your presence and to be loved and built up and blessed and forgiven by you. We ask that you shower your love and your mercy and your Holy Spirit upon us this morning. Every one of us, every one of us listening right now, that you come and infuse your life into all that we face this day, all that we encounter, that you build us up and make us your expressions, your light in the world. We ask this all with confidence in the words that your son Jesus taught us as we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, Brad, you had a, a great weekend with a group of men, Oof. and now we're with a group of women. We are. In you the heard studio the voices here. of the lovely ladies we have in studio here. We have Cindy Hosselton, Bernadine Seafeld, and Brenda Nistler. Good morning to you, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So um, we're excited to have a, a great conversation with you about the Seven Sisters Apostolate here in a moment. But before we get started, let's uh, have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Cindy, why don't you start first? I'm Cindy Hosselton. I've been married to my husband, Scott, for 36 years. We have five grown children and three grandchildren. I just recently retired as the music coordinator at St. San and Joachim Parish here in Fargo. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And now I'm kind of looking to see where the Lord leads me next. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Bernadine Seafelt, and I've been married to my husband, Dan, for 33 years. I'm a mother of five, um, ranging from 15 to 30, with one still at home, and a grandmother of two. And I'm a member at St. Anne in Joachim mm. Parish. Brenda Nitzler, married to my husband, Pat, for 31 years, and... We have three grown children living outside of the Fargo area and just enjoying life right now. Awesome. Thanks, Brenda. That's awesome. Awesome. I'm just, Brad, listening to them, like that's lots of years of marriage mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Marriage, wisdom. I, this this morning, as a staff, we were praying, and uh, the Lord just put it on my heart to pray in Thanksgiving for marriages that give witness. So uh, little did I know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you three. So uh, thank you 
for that. That's that's Absolutely. awesome. And Absolutely. I think that's a great lead-in, actually, to yep. the apostolate. Right, yeah. So uh, we're going to speak a little bit about the Seven Sisters Apostolate. So um, can you ladies tell us a little bit about what the Seven Sisters Apostolate is, Cindy? Well, it's a group of seven ladies who have committed to taking an hour of adoration every week. So the Seven Sisters, they... We each have a day that we take um, one hour of adoration a week to pray for either our pastor at our church or, in our case, in our group, um, we're from different parishes, so we are praying for Bishop Folda. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I'd like to go with each of you. How did, how did, Bernadine, how did you feel called to join this apostolate? Well, actually, it had been put on my heart to pray for priests um, several years before I heard about the Seven Sisters Apostolate. And um, I think part of it comes from um, the idea that it's the priest that brings Jesus to Mm -hmm. us. And there are just so many pressures, I think, that um, priests face that I'm sure I have no idea about. And so um, I knew that it was important to pray for priests daily. And then when this... um, came along and I heard about uh, the Seven Sisters Apostolate, I knew that that was something I wanted to be a part of and that I was being called to be a part of. Cool. All right, Brenda, how about you? How did you come across the Seven Sisters and how did that strike you when you first heard about it? I actually heard about it several years ago at a women's conference in Bismarck Mm. and picked up a pamphlet and looked at it and was overwhelmed and didn't, (laughs) didn't feel like I could go back and just start that. But it planted a seed, and then one day the seven of us were just all together and discussing a book, actually, and relaxing, and one other member in our group brought up the seven sisters and asked if we would be interested, and it was then that we kind of went, oh, there are seven of us, it takes seven days, and <laughs> it just it just felt right. God moment. ordained, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Brenda, when you when you say overwhelmed, can you explain that a little bit more? When you like, you felt overwhelmed at, when you were in Bismarck. When you oh, saw interesting. I think it was just time of life, mm. and like if okay. if I just didn't feel like I could take that on and organize mm-hmm. that at oh, that I point. See. Yeah, yeah, because it's not now. I know it's not that much work, but well, I think that's fascinating because both of you talked about how kind of the Lord had been planting seeds. For some time, he'd been kind of yeah. calling and drawing, and I think it's such a great point for all of us spiritually that we could, we begin to sense things, and we a lot of times we don't know what to do with that, right? And the the Lord just kind of continues to cultivate and nourish that, and and then oftentimes there's just that moment where it's like clarity comes, right? So yeah, I think we all committed to it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. So it, it's certain. I mean, I think it's fair to say that really at the heart of it for you women. It's just recognizing uh, a certain, a, a huge gratitude of our priests, but then the Lord put something on your heart of wanting to pray for them and wanting to intercede for them. Um, Bernardine, you talked about that a little bit, just you think it stemmed from your love of priests. Can you say more about that? Yeah, well, I think that, um, like I had talked a little bit before about the pressures that priests face, and I think that, especially in the time that we're living in, we've all become more aware of um, some of the temptations and mm-hmm. some of the, um, you know, the, the difficulties that 
um, I think, and also the the idea that priests are human. Yeah. I think yeah. um, sometimes we kind of forget about that, um, that they face a lot of the day-to-day things that we face in addition to the spiritual um, things that are... Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it's, it's funny. You can even mention that and observe that, but it's still somehow difficult to get your head around it a lot of times. We kind of still... Yeah have this idea that, that priests are just, they live on another plane of existence and, and that they're kind of elevated beyond all the temptations that normal human beings face. And it's, it's simply not true, right? They, right? they need that support. So Cindy, how about you? How did you come across the Seven Sisters Apostle? I, I realized you guys were all kind of galvanized at that one moment. Was there something that prelude, was a prelude to that? Well, I have been or had been praying for okay. our priests for many years too but i had never heard of this group unlike these other two um so it was patty alex who brought it to us she had heard about it and wanted us to take it on and i like bernadine i just was a natural progression into this into this group because i had already been praying for our priests yeah that's awesome i know for me it was uh, I was really kind of awakened to it somewhat. I don't remember what year it was, but you you probably remember the year of the priest, right? That we had, I don't know if it was seven or eight years ago or what, what it was. But it was the, the church, was it Benedict at the time? or I think it was Benedict that might have called the year of the priest. And just kind of a special attention to that, the, the priestly ministry that we, we benefit from so richly. And uh, I remember during that, that year, I've, I've mentioned this a couple times on the radio in the past, but that I really made a point of, of thanking priests for their fatherhood. And we had had a family funeral that we went to at that time. And there was an elderly priest down in southern Minnesota. Um, and at the end of the funeral, I came up and I said, you know, thank you, Father, for your fatherhood. And he started weeping. He said, I've just, mm-hmm. it's been so long since I've heard that. You know, and, and so it's just, uh, it is so needed, you know. It's, it's such a, a powerful reality to show that love and support both Verbally, but also through our prayers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what does it look like? I mean, you you kind of explained a little bit, like what you sign up and you each take an hour of adoration. You kind of is it a set time each day? Uh, is it uh, how does that work, Brenda or Bernadine? It um, it doesn't have to be a particular time, just a particular day of the week okay. that we commit to. And um, as far as how the hour is spent, it's really up to the um, the intercessor. Mm. And um, because sometimes things might be put on our heart by the Holy Spirit um, that um, are a special need of the person that we're praying for, the priest or bishop we're praying for. And so I think every week looks a little different. Um, I know for me, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is a prayer that I try to pray during that hour. I also try to spend time in scripture. Uh, I, praying for the holiness of the priest, for an increase in holiness, and also a devotion, a greater devotion to Mary mm-hmm. um, are some things that we try to pray for in that hour. What about you, Brenda? What, is there kind of a, a, a go-to routine that you have in, in your holy hour? Yeah, over over the time that we've been doing this, kind of have developed a routine, which is what they kind of, they said would happen. Yeah. And so, I usually start with a rosary. I do the efficacious novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which mm. is which is suggested okay. by the apostolate. Uh, I usually do a Divine Mercy Chaplet, and then I have a, a few other prayers for priests that 
I follow. And with the rosary, too, I have a, a booklet that is specific for priests for mm. each um, decade. And that's nice. So with that efficacious novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, why does the apostolate recommend that? Like, what's, what, what are the characteristics of that? I mean, are there things that, you, that have struck you with that that you think, wow, that's really, that's really beautiful? Well, I think it, for me, I was drawn to it because of its connection to Padre Pio, mm. who prayed that often. Oh, okay. That pulled me in. And they, the booklet that you can get from the apostolate is wonderful at giving you more depth okay. to the prayers. And they give you suggestions for each part of that on how you are praying for the priest, mm. in what manner. I, as you ladies are talking, I'm wondering, is how did the Seven Sisters Apostolate get started? When did mm -hmm. it start? Do you know? Bernadine, I think you can... Yes. Uh, it started in sometime between 2010, 2011. Oh. And... Um, the woman who first received the inspiration for it, her name is Janet Howe, and she, uh, at the time, I think she still is a member at um, the Cathedral of St. Paul. Okay. And um, she had been praying for her priest. He had been very generous with his time um, as her son was in seminary and also with um, different groups that she was involved with at the time at the cathedral. So she started praying for him. Uh, without him knowing, she would offer a holy hour once a week for, I think it probably went on for seven or eight months before she told him about it. Mm. And then, um, and, and be, just before she told him, she had received in her heart the words, seven sisters. And so um, she didn't know really what that meant. So she brought it to, to him and they discussed it and for the first, uh, he wanted to uh, make sure that it was authentic and it was from the Holy Spirit. And so for the first year, um, he told her, if you are able to gather seven groups of seven women, uh, then after that time, we'll discuss it again and mm -hmm. see if, if uh, we should move forward with it. So there were seven groups taking place at the same time. So it, 49 women. Yes. Okay. After she brought it to, okay. yeah. To and, that was, her and you priest. mentioned Cathedral of St. Paul. I was in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes, St. Paul, Minnesota. So it's still, it started relatively local. Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay, excellent. There's, I, I have a lot more questions. <laughs> but we need to take a quick break. So we will uh, we'll go into our break. And so for our listeners, uh, we're talking about the Seven Sisters Apostolate here in the Fargo area. Uh, please stay tuned as we come back to learn more about the Seven Sisters Apostolate, um, and with the different prayers and kind of the how-tos of it all. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. 
Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft joined with Brad Gray in the Fargo studio. And we're with three beautiful women, Cindy Hasselton, Bernardine Seifelt. Am I saying that right? Yeah, (laughs) and Brenda Nissler, Um, and we're talking the Seven Sisters Apostolate, and just even uh, on the quick break we had, um, I'm I'm learning a lot about the Apostolate, Um, but one thing that rings true is it is needed, and it is a way of beauty just in and of itself, uh, because it calls, it's a call to prayer, and it's so good. Um, One of the things uh, we talked about was just and, and maybe this is more me in kind of looking for a structure in a certain sense um, in my mind. Is this something that uh, you can do at home? Or, Cindy, you mentioned it's, it's recommended to be done at the chapel. Can you say more about that? Yeah, it, they recommend that you are in the presence of Jesus exposed if you can be. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of parishes maybe don't have adoration. So you can go to the church and just be in Jesus' presence there. Or... If that doesn't work, you can just do it from home, too. It's just an hour of prayer dedicated to praying for that particular priest. Mm-hmm. You, you know, a lot of us want to include all other things in our prayers, too, but they want that hour just be totally for that particular priest that you're praying for. Mm. That, that's a great point. I mean, that's, that's so me. You go in, you might have one main uh, agenda in a good way that you're going to bring to the Lord. But then they just get flooded, and whether it's just because you finally get you allow yourself to sit and rest before the Lord, but you're just flooded with thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so, but you're saying, Cindy, you really need to like one of the one of the focuses, the focus to this apostolate is to be praying for our priests or your your pastor, or in your case, you mentioned your group prays for the bishop. You know, hey, God bless you, Bishop Folda. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, so say more about that if you could. Well. One of the sayings that's right on the front of our little booklet here is uh, seeking a quietness in the day in the midst of your usual routines 
you steal away to pray for your beloved pastor, unbeknownst by most and affecting eternal affairs. So like the other ladies have said, if we didn't have our priests, we wouldn't have Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we need to be constantly praying for them. Um, even if you don't agree with everything that they do, maybe that would right. be something that you could bring to prayer in that particular week. One of the other things that they recommend praying for is that they have a personal encounter with Jesus at every Mass that they celebrate oh, during awesome. the week. Really, that's great. So I, I include that every week on, on my prayers for Bishop Folda, too, that he has that personal encounter and wow. that he has the courage to speak the truth yeah. with clarity. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I mean, because uh, for any one of us, right, you can get in the habit of doing the rosary or, or whatever your, your regular prayer routine is, and you can kind of flip into autopilot, and you can forget about it and not really even be present, right? And I can certainly imagine that, that the same can be said for a priest that, that goes and they, they know the, the prayers that they have to, the, where they find the prayers in the book and, and all of that stuff. And it can, just because it's part of our fallen human nature, that, that we can fall into autopilot and, and forget where we are and who, in whose presence we are. Um, and so to have that, that intentional prayer about having that personal encounter with Jesus during Mass, I think is phenomenal. Yeah. I think we all need to have that personal yeah. prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. all the more, all the more for our priests or right. for the bishop to have that, just like you were saying. Because yeah. uh, that, that's their everyday world. You know, and Cindy even mentioned it, and I was curious about that too. You know, what if you don't agree with yeah. the priest, or maybe they preach on something, and you're like, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, in some cases, if what was preached on was incorrect, yeah. you know, as far as that's heretical, or it's like, um, I think I need to seek some clarity. You know, what does that do for your prayer when you're praying for the priest? I don't uh, and I, I want to lean to Bernadine and Brenda, not that you're <laughs> finding that with your priest, but. <laughs> Uh, what would you suggest in those moments? Well, it seems to me that that would be a, a time to double down on prayer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, I think that uh, continuing to pray um, for priests, just as we should be praying for each other to grow in holiness and to grow in that relationship with Christ, um, that clarity will come out in the fruits of the, of prayer and of a life of holiness. Mm. I think that as a person grows closer to Christ, those if there are uh, if there's difficulty in connecting um, in a homily, for example, or sure. difficult difficulty in communicating with people, I think that by growing in holiness, growing in mm. being closer to Christ we will improve in those areas. Yeah. I, you know, I think of, um, it's a great challenge. You know, I, I, I've actually never been in a parish with a priest that wasn't awesome. So I'm, I'm grateful, but I know that there are plenty of people that have challenges where the priest doesn't share their same vision of, of, you know, Catholic faith and so on. And so I can imagine that that would be a difficult thing, but I think, like you say, it's a great, it's a great inspiration to double down, right? Like the Lord doesn't tell us to, to just kind of walk away from those that we disagree with, but to pray for them more intensely. Um, and I think, you know, uh, it's kind of funny in, in married life, we can find the same sort of thing where we don't necessarily always agree with our spouse on things, right? And the temptation can be to uh, to pray that they would get their head on right. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, like what you talked about, Cindy, with the, the praying that they encounter Jesus, 
personally in the, in the Eucharist and, and just for their blessing instead of just that they can align with our will, right? Uh, that could be a good thing. You look like you had a thought there, Bernadine. Yeah, I think that sometimes those particular areas that we struggle with, whether it is with, uh, you mentioned in, in marriage or in um, friendship mm. or also in, in parish life, those are pathways that mm-hmm. the Lord is opening up for us to allow His grace to flow. Mm. And so, yeah, those are definitely the times we really need to be extra prayerful yeah. to open up that, those pathways for His grace. I was struck by the, the reality that, that you ladies have come together to pray for the bishop. I've heard of the Seven Sisters Apostolate, but I've only ever thought of it in the context of a parish, you know, praying for the pastor. But the fact that you women have come together to pray for the bishop makes me also think that this would be a good thing for the Pope too, right? I mean, to have prayers, not, not only for the Pope, but for the prefect of the congregation for the doctrine of the faith or different Vatican dicasteries or people that are involved in the nuncio, you know, the, um, heavy decision makers. Yeah, absolutely. And I like, I never, I have never in my life thought to pray for the nuncio or the prefect of one of the congregations. And so it's just, I, I don't know, it's a kind of a, an interesting uh, observation that I, I think um, that's kind of emerged out of what, what you ladies have done. Your wording, Brad, makes me think of um, one statement that I I read on the website in preparation for this, and that your prayer intention is directed towards the office of the shepherd more than the individual. Hmm. And I think that helps us to, when a priest does move on, that you haven't become attached to that priest necessarily, but sure. you're, you stay praying for that pastor. Hmm. Yeah, the pastor of your parish or whatever. That's cool. That's a great point too, because we do kind of maybe even unintentionally become attached, emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that priest just gets me, but it's the office of the priest of the priesthood of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're praying for that priest there at your parish, or like you said, Brad, Mm -hmm. the bishop, and so on. Um, That's I mean, it's a great awareness, and who better than to bring that to you, but to Jesus, you know, as you were referring to earlier praying the efficacious novena to the sacred heart of Jesus, which is, that's the heart that we want for our priests, is the heart of Jesus. Uh, so there's a great connection there. Um, what effect has this had on each of you ladies being a part of this apostolate? As they all look at each other. <laughs> Cindy, do you want to go first? Well, I think just being at adoration in general mm-hmm. just brings about a more peaceful spirit. Um, but when we're actually praying for, well, for Bishop Folda in our case, you start to be a little bit more forgiving of maybe something that you see that didn't quite work out the way it should have, Hmm. or I can't think of a specific example with him because I think he's fantastic, but um, you just start seeing them more as people Hmm. and not putting them up on that, you know, a higher pedestal and can really help you focus in on on praying for them as as people because we all have our foibles and we we are not perfect yeah yeah and one of the things i love about that is while you're saying putting them up on a pedestal it's not like you're belittling them either right you know really it, it raised the dignity of everyone involved yeah. you know and that's that's just good yeah, yeah. how about you bernadine uh i think i have a greater appreciation for the work of the priests and the bishop. Um, I also think that um, 
with the Seven Sisters apostolate, we actually make a commitment to pray. So it's not just a thought that passes, mm-hmm. but we actually do it. It's a, it. It leads to an action. Yeah. And I think another interesting thing for me has been um, at times when I've been traveling, I will still need to make the effort oh, yeah. to pray. And so in doing that, I've been able to involve other family members huh. that I may be with. And so that's been a really positive oh, great. effect. How about you, Brenda? That was going to be my... Was, <laughs> she stole my grace. It's okay, though. It's beautiful. Was At the beginning, even, we sometimes would swap days amongst the seven okay. of us to work. And then we kind of haven't done as much of that, I don't think, yeah. in the last year or so. But I have involved family members, and I think that's it's that just creates another beautiful bond oh, within sure. the family. Cool. Yeah. That's great. So, is there a kind of accountability amongst the group? Like, what if you, you know, what if you miss? We got a slacker in the group. How does that go? Yeah. I don't think we have a slacker. No. Oh. We probably all have uh, people we could yeah. turn to for a substitute. I think oh, each yeah. other. Yeah. But um, uh, so we're we're kind of in the last thirty seconds here. But how does someone find out about Seven Sisters? How would they work on getting something started in their parish? you can go to the website uh, sevensistersapostolate.org mm-hmm. seven a, spelled out or the number seven seven, seven spelled out okay. um, no capitals or anything okay. just all lowercase sevensistersapostolate.org they have all kinds of information on there I think any of the groups that are formed in Fargo any of those people would be mm. very happy to answer any questions that anyone would have too awesome awesome well, thank you, ladies, not only for being on with us this morning, but for the awesome work that you are doing. I mean, it really is critical uh, to our time in the church. As, as you mentioned at the beginning, there's no question that the priests are going to be the most under attack at a time. The, the, the enemy troops will always go after the leaders, right? And so we really do need to cover them in prayer. So thank you, ladies, for, for the great work that you're doing. And, and please continue to keep it up and, and spread the word. This is important. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to have to take a quick break. Uh, So stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 